Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Square One. A podcast where we take our guests back to square one, where they first started their business, so that you can learn from their successes and failures. Brought to you by Isaiah and Malcolm with Omni Home Services. Today we've got the one and only Drew Bain, CEO of Chattanooga Home Inspector. Hey, Drew. Hello. Thank you for having me. So just a little disclaimer here. We do want to be fully transparent. Drew is, of course, the CEO, the main man at Chai. Um, Malcolm did originally found Chai. So this is going to be a great conversation that we're able to have today. Yeah, Drew, there's nobody more capable than yourself to run the company. So let's just jump right into it. Let's talk about before you came to Chattanooga Home Inspector, you were the manager of a pawn shop. I was. Yeah, we've had several stories uh, that you've offered that were just re- actually really fun about VCRs and everything. But a car crashed into the front of the building. We did. Yeah. Uh, just in the middle of the day. And then all of a sudden there's a car in the middle of my shop. So we had a drunk driver just come right off the street. He was going about 45 through town and right through the center of our store. So very interesting day, but not the worst day on the job, for sure. (laughs) Okay, so is the worst day the one that you almost got robbed? No. uh. (laughs) That's not the worst day. (laughs) No. So if you're out there and you're complaining about your job, just chill out, man. Like, nobody's crashing into your building. You're not getting robbed. You're not having to wrap VCRs and trash bags to get the roaches out. So... What about the, uh, tell us about almost getting robbed. So there was a couple that had come in and I usually would deal with a lot of loyal customers. It's always the same people that I would see very frequently. And these people I had never seen come in and they're just acting very suspicious. Um, And so we were picking up on those signs that they're acting very strange. So I had a little bit of time to walk to the back of the store kind of gather my things, gather the cash, gather the gold, the the diamonds, and get them into the big safe. So I was kind of prepping for what was to come. And so then, you knew that you were fixing it raw? Yeah, it was very clear that this was about to go down. Did you like to have a gun on you or anything? No, but I had uh, panic buttons that we were just about to hit. But then I had one of my very loyal customers come in with a gun on his side. And he always had it displayed to where everyone could see. And uh, when he walked in, we we had video footage of her pointing, like tapping the guy on the shoulder, pointing to his gun. And then from then on out, you could tell that they had changed their demeanor and they were out of the store. So it was like I was wow. so close to being robbed at gunpoint. That's insane. Just, uh, yeah, it was a, a wild day. Still not the worst day on the job. <laughs> <laughs> Do we want to talk about the worst day on the job then? Uh, that was here at Chai. So. Okay. <laughs> Why don't, well, tell us, since you've like prepped it, tell us about that then, Drew. So uh, we talk about failures. I feel like you guys kind of created this podcast uh, to talk about failures because of me. I've had a lot of failures. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> I've had a lot of failures um, in in life and just coming on at Chai and So, you know, I ran the pawn shop for about five years. I had eight employees and I was stressed to the max. And I met Malcolm at a family uh, cookout and shout out Joey Higgins. Joey Higgins. (laughs) 
And the conversation just started as, would you ever want to, or have you ever thought about being a home inspector? And quite frankly, the answer was just no, no, I've never thought about that. And so I, I didn't snag it just right away. And then as I got back to work at the pawn shop and just things were happening, I went through an acquisition where the company got bought out. And that, that's a nightmare when you're dealing with millions of dollars worth of inventory. And so I was just stressed to the max. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do something completely different that not a lot of people can say that they have under their belt. So I jumped out on the limb and joined Chai. And it took me months to pass my test which the national exam is very hard to pass. And I took it three times. So it just took me months to get past that. So I felt like a failure then. Um, but then I was on top of the world when I became a licensed home inspector. And and then, you know, it just started rolling into <laughs> full-time home inspections. And I loved it. But, you know, there's failures that come along with being new and being green. And so I was a deal killer for a long time um, because I would show up to a house and I would just be like, you know what? I'm going to find every problem that's in this house. I'm going to find every issue and I'm going to run with it. I'm going to, you know, I saw it as protecting my client, but I didn't think about how I was explaining those things to the client. And it turns out I was just scaring them away from the house and away from the deal. So I, I just, uh, I was the deal killer for a long time. Drew, let me ask you something that I kind of want to roll back to you because I don't think that we've had anyone touch on this in the podcast before, but you talked about during the training process or even before that, like having a little bit of trials with the exam and going back to take that three times. Of course, all of us in here know that that's not free. And so that's not only time, but that's money on your part. That means to me that you had to have some level of drive towards this goal of becoming a home inspector. What would you tell someone that is struggling in the training process at their respective company? Just a piece of advice on how to keep going through that. You just have to do your best, your absolute best all the time. That's it. Nice. I like that. Shout out to Will Jones for the four uh, agreements. Always doing your best is one of the agreements. Um, so, Drew, you talk about being a deal killer, but there's a delicate balance to, you know, telling somebody what's wrong with their house as well as, um, you know, not just killing it for them because sometimes it's easy for us to say, hey, uh, your HVAC isn't working or something like that. But don't forget about like your school zone or these beautiful hardwood floors or whatever that made you fall in love with the house. But um, we're going to move just slightly on to you were in state as CEO and uh, before that, basically CEO at Chattanooga Home Inspector in what we could probably say is the craziest time in real estate and home inspection industry period. So you started taking over right in the tail end or middle of COVID, which is the hottest time we've ever seen in real estate. And to now, which is, well, the most difficult time that we've seen in the last seven or eight years. So tell us, what, how was that experience? How is that experience? How did you, uh, I mean, I know one in the height of the pandemic 
everybody was buying houses. A lot of people were waiving inspections, but you know, everybody's schedule was really busy. Now everybody's schedule is not so busy. So what are you doing now to get new business, keep recurring business, et cetera, et cetera. So it's all about the relationships and building connections. I mean, that's the soul of everything. So you have to know people and people have to know you. They have to know that what you do, first off, they have to know what you do, but they also have to know that you're good at what you do and that you love what you do. So we are working on lots of marketing. We are making relationships with real estate agents, but also making the relationships and connections with our clients, the consumers. So we're out and about being in front of everyone and educating most of all. I've seen that you've recently created a float, a parade trailer. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's being used as a, a parade trailer, a played parade float, but uh, it was built for education purposes, really. We wanted to have a small house that we could take to other people to kind of educate on what we do. So there is um, a septic line that we can uh, use a sewer scope on to teach people what we do with that. There's, uh, We created little uh, home inspection checklists for kids that they can go in the house and, and do a small home inspection. And that's been really fun. But it is eye-catchy and um, I'm all about the show. So pulling the trailer around and letting people see it. It plays music. It has lights. It has a water pump. Like it, it, it's got all the things. So it's uh, very cool to see. So Drew, we said earlier that you are the CEO of Chattanooga Home Inspector. Obviously that has not always been the case, right? So after years of being at Chai, maybe touch just a little bit on how you went from being an inspector to where you are now. And then from there, like, what does being a CEO of a company actually mean to you? So how did I go from being an inspector to CEO? Hmm. Um, good question. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a wild ride, but it's been fun. Uh, I came in, of course, I failed my entire first year. I had nothing but failures. And it really kind of smacked me into my place of just like, you know, I have on here on my notes of January 9th uh, is when I fell through a ceiling. And that was my breaking point. That was where I was sitting at home and just like, what did I do? I just left the pawn shop. I had air conditioning. I had music <laughs> playing all day. I it was a laid back job. I had fun. I went to lunch when I wanted to. And here I am and I'm cleaning up insulation off of the floor because I just fell through a ceiling and I could have broken both of my legs, my back, my neck. You know, it was a wild day. Just, so our, worst day. just so our <laughs> listeners know, Drew didn't fall through a regular ceiling. It was 20 feet up on a stair landing in a brand new house. Custom built. Custom built. It was, uh, it couldn't have been a worse scenario. So Drew, let's we're gonna revisit that, and you got a couple other uh, home inspection failures, which I think uh, the listeners think is super funny. But let's uh, go back to Isaiah's question: Is what does it mean to you? So when I became a licensed home inspector, that was like the ultimate accomplishment of my life. I wasn't working fast food anymore. I wasn't running a pawn shop. I was actually able to create 
a career and it's like, literally I'm a professional now. So that was like my ultimate accomplishment and becoming the inspector and then going to team lead and then going to inspector manager, VP of operations and now CEO. My accomplishment just keeps getting better and better and better. And I love that. Most people have goals that become the accomplishment and then they say, what's next? Mine's not really what's next. It's just, it just keeps getting better. And I love that. That's awesome. Um, Drew, tell us, I know that you helped or, or the responsibility to implement EOS. And I think that could be a real nugget for our listeners to um, to check out. My good friend, David Esch, uh, shout out David Esch, asked me just the other day, why are we doing the podcast? And really it's to figure out what we don't know that we don't know if we're going to start, you know, small business, but you helped uh, or were responsible for implementing EOS. Tell us about what that is and how it's helping you and the company. So EOS is a entrepreneurial operating system that is a very trackable system. So everyone has specific goals in the company. Everybody that holds a seat on the leadership team has very specific goals that they're um, responsible for tracking every single week and keeping up on. And that has been huge. I mean, when we sat down and had to run through the entire company of who's responsible for this seat and what are they responsible for? Who are they responsible for? What do they do? Why do they do it? A um, couple of good things that came out of that is specific roles because we had several people that were doing multiple roles and that just wasn't working. Uh, we also created our company core values. We didn't have any core values. We had a mission statement, but we made it very clear at that time. And our vision became much clearer in that operating system. It's funny that you would say we didn't even have core values, but EOS helped drag that out. Yes. In EOS, we have, uh, according to the core values, and what do they call it? Employee evaluation sheet? Yeah, it's the people analyzer. The people analyzer. Love that. So... I love that, too. I, I think that if you are going into uh, entrepreneurialism and you don't have some type of EOS. Now, EOS was written by Gino, Gino Wickman. Wickman. Yep. So if you don't have a system that you're tracking your key performance indicators, then you're kind of failing from the get go. But what EOS has determined is we as a leadership team made we developed our core values now they're printed on the wall so people can see them but through the people analyzer we can see uh, we grade people on a plus minus or plus minus uh, scenario do they follow those core values and then what's the last gws it, it's specific to their position. So do they get it? Do they want it? And do they have the capacity to do that? GWC, not yes. GWS. Okay. So quarterly, and you started instead of annually, quarterly evaluations for team members to reach their goals. But we also do the people analyzer. Mm -hmm. If they don't fall into the core values or the get it, want it, and capacity – it takes the feeling out of it, right? 
So, like, if you, <laughs> well, at capacity, if you don't have the capacity to do your job, you're probably not going to do it, exactly. right? Yeah. So that's pretty easy. EOS. So just a little plug, and whether it's EOS or whatever, no matter what stage, if you're like about to get started with a business, if you're already in the small business arena, there is a common problem with small business and organization and helping people to really get specific with their roles. There's usually not a shortage, realistically, of people that can do a good job at what they do. There's a shortage of people that know how to structurally run a business, and EOS really helps to bridge that gap for us. So good job on implementing that, Drew. I like the people analyzer because I'm not a conflict type person. So asking someone where they stand and what they feel that they're where they stand on the people analyzer as uh, coachability, where do you stand? Hmm. It kind of brings it out of themselves and they analyze themselves. And then I get to follow that up with, yeah, you're right. You haven't done well. Drew, what are your company <laughs> core values? <laughs> what are your company core values? Uh, we have community, coachability, work ethic, uh, dominate, commitment to quality, empathy, and that's it. So EOS, I think, is designed for the evaluator to evaluate their core values and their mm -hmm. GWC. But you always let the team member do that. Yeah. Evaluate themselves. Yep. How often is that accurate? Um, not always accurate because they want to look good in the review. I mean, and I agree. But when you let it be their decision of, you know what, I haven't been as positive on the community aspect or my commitment to quality has not been the greatest. But, you know, when someone says, oh, I'm a plus and I'm just sitting on the other end of the table and I'm like, no, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> Let's talk about it. And we always finish it up with, you know what, I disagree with this and this is why. And it just becomes that open conversation to where the conflict is not so pressing and it's not so awkward for everybody. Mm. That's good stuff. Drew, we're going to um, follow up here in just a second with retention because the average lifespan of a home inspector industry-wide is what, like 16 months? Yeah, it's like less than two years. For yeah, sure. that's pretty, uh, pretty bad. But before we go down that road of talking about retention... Let's address the question that everybody's probably asking. Tell us about some home inspection fines that's crazy because you see a ton of different shit. You said you fell through the ceiling. Mm -hmm. and, and let me also say uh, address that you said something about a deal killer. The typical person is buying the biggest investment of their life. It is our jobs, your job, to make sure that people know uh exactly what they're getting into because when you come into home ownership well shit goes sideways right your mm -hmm. water heater uh, stops working in winter when you need a shower when you stink like it never takes a dump on you in the middle of the day while you're at work and you can just run to home depot and get one or your heater stops working in winter your air conditioner stops working only in the middle of july so it's important that you give that education to people that are coming into homeownership. 
with the proper expectations. But tell us something funny. Tell us, like, what's the craziest thing you found on home inspection? Craziest thing, I would say, was... Uh, just a house. Everything was going really smoothly. I was doing the full inspection about two and a half hours in. I'm getting into the crawl space and I get to the very back and the main support uh, beam. I'm trying to put that in layman's terms, but the main support of the floor structure underneath the house was leaning so far. I mean, we're literally less than inches from falling over and I'm directly underneath it. I have been in this house for two hours and, you know, of course, the floors are wonky. We see that stuff all the time, but hardly ever do we get underneath and we're like literally inches from falling over. It's really hard to convey to some buyers that are really super excited and a real estate agent who's really super excited to get a deal to go through. That is a tough situation. That's probably the craziest thing I have seen, because at that point, I'm like, OK, I'm ready to go now. <laughs> I'm out. But we do get to see some really cool stuff. So we can be in a really um, dilapidated <laughs> 1900s house in the morning and then be in a million dollar beautiful mansion in the afternoon. Talking about cool stuff, then what's this tattoo on your arm? <laughs> uh, that's a good point. Um, so the tattoo on my arm is the oldest house that I've ever inspected, which I have inspected a house older than this one at this point now. But this one was built in 1892 and I have a love for Halloween and haunted houses. And uh, this one was a fun one for me because it was the at the time, the oldest house that Chattanooga Home Inspector has ever inspected in the history of the company. So I was really super proud of that. And so I got it tattooed on my arm and turned it into a haunted house and I just kind of carry it everywhere with me. That's pretty awesome, Drew. So between us talking about clients, agents, and your obvious dedication to Chattanooga Home Inspector, there's no one really more qualified to answer the question that we ask usually on this podcast, which is in your respective field, there's going to be people that do the same thing as you, right? Why would someone choose Chattanooga Home Inspector over one of the competitors? You know, I think we have good things going here as far as the team that we have built, the culture that we have. And you can tell by just speaking with any of my inspectors that they love what they do. They love where they're at. And I have this theory of if you love what you do, you're good at what you do. And if you're good at what you do, your clients appreciate that. They love the job that you do. And the business does well because of that. If you were talking to somebody that was going into being a home inspector, because to be honest, you talked about the test. The test kind of is difficult to take, uh, but there's so many people, even in Chattanooga, that have a license that just don't know much. So, or across the nation, to be real honest. So it's easy to get a home inspector's license. What's not so easy is to continue to get the phone to ring. So if you were talking to anybody across the country that were getting into home inspections, what's a tactic or a strategy that you could teach them that will create an instant positive return on their investment? You have to build the relationships. People have to know who they're dealing with. They want to know who they're referring, and they want to know that you're going to do a good job. So the best way to do that is to build the relationship and build that up front. 
That's solid. We could probably go through uh, an hour of shout outs to the relationships that we have with our great real estate agents. So thank you for uh, the people that do refer your clients to Chattanooga Home Inspector. We really appreciate that. Um, Drew, we talked about retention. So in the world that you live in where a life cycle of a home inspector is so short, how do you retain team members? It's hard, um, but we have to find good people. You know, I, I say all the time that I can teach anybody to be a home inspector, but what I can't teach is how to talk to someone. I can't teach you how to be a people person. So if you have that, I can teach you how to be a home inspector. Getting them to uh, enjoy the job is the hardest of all because it's not always rainbows and sunshine. <laughs> it's a uh, it's a hard job. You know, some days you could be crawling through sewage, but I have found ways to just make it fun for my guys. So we've implemented a couple of things like a lot of our company culture, our team meetings. I think I've created to be more collaborative with each other, more fun. We've implemented team uh, quarterly outings. So we've gone rafting and and we've gone to jump parks <laughs> to act like big kids, <laughs> um, which was fun. But, you know, we've got to have that time to unplug from the home inspection professional world and just enjoy being together. That has really held on to a lot of good people. You also do a good job, Drew, proving to the team that um, well that you care about, you know, them and their families and I think in a world that we live in currently, not a lot of people do that. So kudos to you. I think there's one last thing to really highlight when we look at the way that Chai operates. And so you talked about when you fell through that roof, right? Or ceiling, rather. What does Chai do after something like that happens? Are they like, well... That kind of is what it is. And, you know, you're just going to have to pay for this and do whatever it takes to fix that from there. Or as a company, how does Chai see when a mistake is made from time to time, which it's naturally going to happen? What happens after that? Well, we have to fix it. Like if we're in the wrong, we've got to fix it. End of story. It just doesn't get any more clear than that. Not a lot of people feel the same way, especially in our industry. So, uh, that comes with a hell of a price tag sometimes. For sure. So, Drew, can you uh, take it back to square one for us? If you could rewind and go back to the time at your earliest career at Chattanooga Home Inspector, what would you do differently? What would you tell yourself? <laughs> um. It's, it's a hard question, but, but I think I would just go back and say, it's going to be okay. You're going to be just fine. Don't care about what other people think about you. That was one of my biggest downfalls is I really genuinely care what people think about me. And I take that to heart every single time. And so I let that be me down. Don't let that stuff get you down. I mean, focus on you, bettering yourself, bettering the company, bettering you and your family. That's the most important of all. Don't worry about what someone thinks about you. Um, buckle up because it's a wild ride. <laughs> I like that, Drew. 
So let's finish up. Drew, could you share with our listeners any book recommendations and why? So, yeah, um, pertaining to all of these conversations, this my favorite book is Failing Forward by John C. Maxwell. Um, one of the quotes that he says in there is, fail early, fail often, but always fail forward. And that really helped me after... After I fell through the ceiling, I mean, I just had all of these failures. <laughs> Literally failing, falling, yeah. failing. Maybe when you're not in the attic, let's <laughs> let's not do that. But um, in life, fail forward, learn from what you learn from those failures. Don't uh, let it be down because it will be okay. Good. Thanks for your time, Drew. We appreciate you, Thank sir. You, Drew. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Square One Podcast, a podcast brought to you by Omni Home Services, where we rep Chattanooga Home Inspector, Nuclear Pest Control, Elevate Home Staging and Design, and Radon Eraser. We release a new episode each week, so be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen to podcasts so that you never miss an episode.